0: And welcome to this week's episode of House. I'm Emma. And
1: I'm Gabby. And this week we're going to continue with our Halloween spooktacular. And unfortunately, this is the last episode for this year. But we'll be back. Yes, we definitely will. This is an annual thing. Absolutely. We will definitely be doing this again next year. And this episode is, we're going to be talking about some classic horror slash thriller flicks. I mean, we're only talking about three of the classics because we got to save some. For next year. Yes. Plus we just didn't have time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we didn't have time. Um. So the movies that we are going to be covering, these classics, are going to be The Shining, Halloween, and Silence of the Lambs. Yes.
1: Now, as always, we will be discussing our opinions on these movies. So be warned, spoilers ahead. Shall we get started? That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Really quick before we get started, I'm wearing my really cute, really soft and cozy Nightmare on Elm Street Freddy Krueger sweater. It's pre-ripped. That. We were supposed to. We were supposed to, but <laughs> I'll talk a little bit about it. And I'm also- Okay, and just... I'll talk a little bit about Friday the There we go. I'm also drinking some very nice hot cocoa out of a Shining mug that I got last year at Halloween, for Halloween, Ooh. at Spirit. And it says, "All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy, which is very true. Yes. So speaking of the Shining, let's
0: get oh, into it. Oh, do my...
1: Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: Dark red blood-looking ice that I'm drinking. I'm drinking a knockoff ice,
1: mm-hmm. and it is black raspberry. It looks like something and that it- would have gotten dumped on Carrie. Yeah. Absolutely. So, speaking of blood <laughs> and Carrie, hey, blood, the elevators of blood, and then Carrie, yeah. also a Stephen yeah. King book. There we go. There we go. Making the connections to The Shining. So, yes. So and,
0: last week we covered Dr. Sleep, which is the sequel to The Shining, and now we're covering
1: The Shining. And The Shining is like one of my favorite movies, like top five favorite movies. You guys like I love this movie so much. It's unbelievable how much I love this movie. So the synopsis is a family heads into an isolated hotel for the winter where a sinister presence influences the father into violence while his psychic son sees horrific. Where does that say forebodings? Forebodings. My cursor was in the way. (laughs) <laughs> um forebodings from both past, present, and future. It was directed by Stanley Kubrick, and the movie came out in nineteen eighty. The cast includes Jack Nicholson as Jack Torrance, Shelley Duvall as Wendy Torrance, Danny Lloyd as Danny, and Scatman Crothers as Dick Halloran. Fun fact about Dick Halloran or Scatman Crothers. Um, he also played Scat Cat in the Aristocats. Oh, really? Yeah, I think the Aristocats came out first, actually. I think by like so. a year. Yeah. But like, yeah, I always think that's an yeah. Nineteen seventy is when
0: Aristocats came
1: out. Oh, by like ten years. Okay, yeah. So, I wonder. I wonder who at like Stanley Kubrick's estate was like hmm, who's the voice of that cat? Yes, we need him in this movie. (laughs) He was like, hmm, whose voice is that? I like it. Yes. (laughs) But anyway, so some other fun facts about this movie is that for the scene when Jack breaks down the bathroom door, the props department had actually built a door that could easily be broken down, which is what happens in like most horror movies. However, Jack Nicholson was a volunteer fire marshal, and he literally, like, shredded the, like, weak door. Like, literally shredded. It's nuts. Like, he just hacked into it like it was nothing. So then, the props department actually built, like, a real door. Like, they just built a real that. door. Yeah. They were like, well, we gotta. Jack Nicholson yeah. is gonna tear anything else apart. Like, too much. <laughs> yeah yeah and then at that point it's just like not even scary you're just like whoa he's he can whoa hacking down that door are we yeah yeah (laughs) um and another fun fact is that to get jack nicholson in the right agitated mood when he was uh chasing around danny and wendy he was only fed cheese sandwiches for two weeks and he hates cheese sandwiches I thought that was interesting
0: when I was trying to find some fun facts.
1: I think that's a very good one. (laughs) I also have a few (laughs) other little fun facts in my notes, but we'll get there as we talk about them.
0: I mean, stay with me in Halloween.
1: Yeah. We'll get there. I know way too much about this movie. Not as much as you know about Halloween. Halloween.
0: (laughs) But that's because my dad has been
1: obsessed with it since... I don't know Since forever? Since, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I love this movie so much. I don't mind knowing all this stuff about it. It's great. Anyway, so I have to know, who is your favorite character in this movie?
0: Okay, so, like, last week it was Danny. And this week it's Danny.
1: (laughs) Danny's a pretty solid character. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. I love him. I also, just because, like, I knew we were going to be gushing about Danny pretty much a lot of this. I wanted to talk about Wendy a little bit and just how awesome okay. she is. And like Shelley Duvall she is as an amazing. actress went through like Helen back to make this film. Oh, like according to all of the like articles that I've read about it, like Stanley Kubrick put her through like some really intense, like physical and emotional stuff to get through this film. Yeah. They had to do 127 takes of one scene. Yeah. I don't know exactly which scene cuz it just said the baseball bat scene and I'm like, okay, first of all, there are multiple baseball bat scenes. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, there there they made 127 takes of one scene. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. So, she was this was like the last the last film she was ever in. Yeah, because of what Kubrick did to her, which I think is a shame, but also good for her for doing what she needs to do for herself, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We love her. Love her. She's great. Plus, she's like such a good mom in this movie. Oh my gosh, she is. Like, actually, she just wants what's best for Danny, and I love that for her and for him. I love yeah. that. She's just great.
0: And I was like looking over your notes a little bit, like mm. earlier. Mm. And I agree. Whatever
1: she was opening in that can was huge. Right? I don't know what it was, but that can was enormous. So, we're talking about the scene in the kitchen when (laughs) I think, if I'm not mistaken, it's when Danny's first exploring the hotel. Um, Yeah. Wendy's in the kitchen, like making dinner or something, and she's using this giant industrial can opener. And this can, I swear, is like a two gallon can. It's huge. Yes, it is. It's enormous. Like it's like, okay, how many canned peaches do you need for a pie? I mean, it makes sense when you're like cooking for like a whole hotel's worth of people, but for three people, it's like, come on, what a waste of a can. I know. I don't know. That was come on. awful. Come on, Wendy. Yeah. So I tried so hard to watch the um the commentary over this movie. Because I purchased the movie on iTunes a number of years ago because I love this movie so much. And in the extras, there is like a commentary version of the film where they literally just make commentary over the entire film. And I got through about 10 minutes of it before I got so irritated. I was just so agitated. I was like, oh my gosh, will you shut up for five seconds so I can watch the movie? So I got. I don't like commentaries, I've realized. Um, but the one thing that I did learn from it is really cool is that the exterior of the overlook is at the Timberline Lodge in Oregon. Ooh! So you can go visit it in, in, uh, in Oregon. I don't know where, but it's in Oregon. (laughs) They (laughs) said the interiors was comprised of a bunch of different places, mainly like, uh, they said that they had to rebuild a bunch of it in the UK for some reason. I can't remember exactly why, Interesting. but they rebuilt some of the hallways and stuff there to do like pickup shots in the UK. Um, but I yeah. do not remember exactly what, what part of the country the inside was. I know there is a hotel that the inside is based off of, but I just don't remember.
0: <laughs> Interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: But it's really odd because I feel like the outside and the inside like match up perfectly. Yeah, same. Like, it looks like it was all filmed in the same place. Well, and I recently found out that they
0: didn't film all of the school and high school musical in the same school. No. What? The theater scenes are another high school theater nearby that has a giant theater department that has more money to the theater department. I found that out. Um, this podcast called Meddling Adult. Er, no. What is it called? It's by the guy that made Potterless. Oh. So, but he just came out with a new podcast. I'm going to find the name of it. It's going to bother me. But he's basically answering these stupid pop culture questions, but as if they are the most important question of his life. I love that. So the episode was about whether the high school budget made
1: sense Mm -hmm. for small town Arizona. No, absolutely not. Yeah. It's not Arizona. It's New Mexico. Or New Mexico. Wherever. (laughs) You're like, I don't know the West Coast. (laughs) I don't know the West Coast. And it's also real late. So while you're looking for that, I'm going to talk about this other thing that I think is really interesting about this film is that. You know when Danny's in the hallway and he comes across the quote-unquote twins? Yes. So, like, everybody always calls them the twins, and in the movie they look like twins, but they're actually not. They're actually sisters. Interesting. Yeah, in the book, I had to look back in my book, and now I can't remember if this is right or not, but I'm pretty sure in the book one of them is eight and one of them is ten.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah that's a that's a um little thing that i remembered. see here's the thing i really like the book but the book is way scarier than the movie because in the book when um danny is like talking to tony you know when he like passes out You actually like you get to read what Danny is experiencing and it is nuts. And (laughs) for some reason, I know in the book they describe like Tony looking like sort of like a person, but like in my head, I just picture like a finger, just like a disembodied finger, just like bouncing around (laughs) instead of like an actual person, (laughs) which makes it a hundred times creepier. <laughs> so yeah. I think that's a really stupid like thing, but like Yeah. That's my little spiel about that.
0: It's called Modern muckraker That's the name of the podcast. Got I finally it. found it. But yeah, so the first episode was um when would it be opportune for um spider-man to take the subway rather than web swinging across new york that's fair and then the next one is the budget of east high from high school musical realistic for a public school in albuquerque new mexico new mexico Hmm. but the crazy thing is is he's like interviewing these like really high qualified people I love that. These stupid
1: questions. I love that. I think it's great. So, like,
0: subway conductors and, like, actual school board members in New Mexico and, like, people that went to that high school that they filmed
1: it at. I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> yes.
0: It just started coming out, and it's amazing. I love this.
1: Absolutely can watch that. Yes. Or listen, listen. to it. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, back to this. <laughs> Yes. Um. I don't really know. Um. So, let's, what's your favorite moment? Right, that's a thing. We have those talking points. Yeah, I forgot about those. Um. Okay. Here's the thing. I like kind of. It's like a love hate relationship. I love it, but I don't at the same time. But I really love it. You know. So it's like the whole scene where Danny and Wendy are in their room and Wendy is like trying to take a nap and Danny's doing the whole red rum thing and he's trying to match the lipstick to the blood on the knife. And then when he matches it, he writes the red rum on the on the door. Yeah. I love that. And then he's sitting there and he's just screaming red rum over and over and over again. Yeah. I also love, here's Johnny. I mean, yeah. It's iconic. You can't not. I
0: knew it before watching this. Yeah, started.
1: it's literally iconic. Hacking down the door, hacking down the door, her screaming, him hacking down the door, putting his face through the hole and yelling, going, Here's, Here's Johnny. Johnny. Exactly. Although, yeah. I never understood why he said, Here's Johnny if his name is Jack. Although, I've heard that Jack is also a nickname for John. But like John is a nickname for Jonathan? Yeah. You good? No. No, she died, guys. She's just like her brain exploded. Hold on. What? Let's see. I'm just put it in my head. Oh, Aha, God. I see. His full name is John Daniel Edward Torrance. So I guess Jack is a nickname for John.
0: Uh, I don't know. Is John a or is Jack a nickname for John?
1: I'm pretty sure it is. Why is Jack a nickname for
0: John? <laughs> I don't know. No, that's literally like the origins of ten nicknames, and that was like one of the questions. Oh.
1: Yeah, or I don't. I don't know. This, this is this is. Yeah, the only reason I know about oh. that. Yeah. yeah. The only reason I know about that is because um oh shoot, what's that one YouTuber? Okay. So I found out why. So I'll let you. What is his name? Jack Douglas. Is that the YouTuber? I don't know. Who does? Okay, hold on. Now I gotta look something up. Oh sorry, Kara, this kind of So sucks.
0: while you're looking that up, I'll explain the wh- wh- where does why is Jack John, that nickname. Mm-hmm. Ready? hmm The name Jack dates back to about 1,200 and was originally used as a generic name for peasants. Over time, Jack worked his way into words such as Lumberjack and steeplejack, And um, mm-hmm. it retains the generic essence of the word Jack. Of course, John was once used as a generic name for English commoners and pe- peasants, John Doe, mm-hmm. which could be why Jack came. Because his name.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Doesn't make sense to me. Um, I was talking about Jack's films, the YouTuber. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah. 'Cause his there's a whole thing, like where his followers figured out that his real name is John and they started roasting him about it. And I remember that. So that's what that's why I remember that. Fun fact. Hm. So, now that we settled that, what's your favorite moment?
0: Even though I found it weird while watching I think one of my favorite moments has to be when um, Danny and um, Dick are having the whole talk about the shine in the beginning and not to go into room two thirty seven.
1: Mm-hmm. When Dick is like, oh, it's just I like, okay, yeah. When Dick is like, "Oh, I only knew one other person who could shine, and that was my grandma. We could sit and have conversations without even moving our mouths." That one, yeah, yeah, yeah. that one. That's a good one.
0: So what, what's your least favorite moment? I don't...
1: Okay. Not that it's my least favorite. Well, yeah, I guess it is my least favorite. Not that I don't like it, because I do like it. I feel like it's very, very important in the whole like hotel taking over <laughs> Jack's body and soul and possessing him and whatever it's really important i think this is like a whole turning point in the movie i'll get into it in a minute this is my own theory like i did not read this anywhere if i did if it's like similar to another theory sorry but this is my thoughts about it but anyway like my i don't really like i don't love the whole like room 237 sequence with jack Okay. Like when he goes in there, and then there's like the lady in the tub, and then she comes out, and then they start making out, and then she like starts to like decompose. Oh yeah, that's weird. Yeah,
0: that's really gross. I don't like that. And I like that. Yeah. I also didn't like when he cut the radio, or like the like to the police station radio, whatever.
1: The radio. Yeah. I, I think it's really cute when Wendy's talking on the radio and she does the over, over and out. <laughs> I know. She gets you, like, oh, I love her. She's just great. Wendy's just the best. So my theory about this whole like 237 sequence is that when Jack and the ghosty old slash young slash zombie decomposed lady, I don't even know, when they are like kissing, that's like, the hotel like that's the hotel like taking over jack and starting to like possess him and like that's yeah. he like literally lets it in by doing that that's what i think it is so yeah that's my little thing about it and if that's similar to any theories i'm sorry <laughs> that's what i think it is yeah. that's my ideas it's not too hard to think about that i feel like that's a pretty like basic yes idea so anyway also okay really quick when jack goes into the bathroom and he's talking to grady why are there no doors on the stalls (laughs) yeah that was weird i was like okay i get it you're in this like weird not really reality but like doors you know (laughs) Yeah. Like everybody needs the privacy when they poop. <laughs> I hate to say it, but it's true. Oh my gosh. Am I embarrassing you yet? <laughs> she says yes. <laughs>
0: So. I just remembered another fact about
1: um, Halloween that I wanted to mention. Go breaking. for it. <laughs> okay, so, let's see. Okay, another thing really quick. Did you notice that Danny has a Mickey Mouse sweater on? Yes. And then, in the next scene, he's wearing this adorable little rocket sweater while he's playing with the trucks on the carpet. Yes. And... I think whoever did those sweaters, 10 out of 10. Whoever I chose did. those sweaters, whoever chose all of Danny's wardrobe, did a fantastic job. I don't know who specifically it was, did. but whoever it was, 10 out of 10. So, yeah. Speaking of Danny, in the scene, when Wendy is carrying Danny and running from Jack. Do you know the scene I'm talking about? Yes. Okay. When I watched it the other day, I was like, "What the heck? Why is that? Why can't I find the scene?" I was watching it and I was like, "Where did it go? It's gone now." But I know there's a scene where Wendy is running from Jack carrying Danny. And in that scene, Shelley Duval is actually holding a doll. That was made to look like Danny Lloyd. Because they didn't want to scare the kid. Because he was five years old when they made this movie. Oh. Yeah. So he's carrying a doll. And if you pay. Like if you just like look at it. You can tell. Like you can tell. <laughs> like I badly. love and hate that. I think it's great. I'm here for it. I'm just really glad that they didn't like put the poor kid through that. And like scar him for the rest of his life yeah right because like that's just terrible yeah yeah and actually because they didn't want to scar him danny lloyd didn't see the entire film until he was 16 years old when he was yeah when he was a kid they just showed him the parts that like he was in but like not the whole parts like they just showed him like some of it and like part of the parts with the other actors and like they basically made a whole nother film that was like a 30 minute version of the film and it was like set to look like a drama oh yeah i love that yeah and he didn't watch the whole film until he was 16 and he was like oh my gosh wait a second those girls that i was playing with like on set that were my friends like they were actually dead like they were dead in this movie like what It's a, it's a, like a whole thing. I think it's I think that's a great way to do Existing. it. Yeah. Um Yeah. Also, 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 you know, when Danny does the little finger waggle when he's talking about Tony? Yes. Danny Lloyd invented that idea himself. Oh. Danny's not here, Mrs. Torrance. I love that. I love him. I think it's great. Yeah. Yep. Let's see. Is there anything else I want to talk about? Oh. Okay. Last thing. And then we can move on to ratings and to the next one. But I think in the maze, you know, when Jack is running through the maze and he's chasing Danny And there are these, like, parts where he, like, looks like he's arguing with himself. And I feel like you can really see, like, Jack on the inside trying to fight the hotel possessing him. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think, like, when he's, like, yelling for Danny, like, his emotions and, like, what he's saying don't really match up. So I feel like, I feel like you can really, really tell that he's really trying. Like, Jack is still on the inside trying to fight through the hotel's possess- possession. And I think that's epic. Yeah. Oh, another place where I, I just realized another place where I think the hotel is like entering Jack's body is when he's at the bar and he's drinking. I think that's also. Yeah, part I of it. agree. And if you notice in Dr. Sleep, Danny doesn't drink at the bar. Yeah. And I and it takes him longer to like fall under the spell of the hotel. Maybe not longer, but like differently. It happens differently because of his shine rather than because the yeah. hotel is taking advantage of him. I think that's really cool. So anyway, I think I've hit on all my talking points. Yeah um yeah that's about it okay I you can also kind of see the hotel taking control of jack um when he's at the typewriter and he's talking to wendy and he's like when you hear me typing on these keys you don't bother me like that whole thing when he's being kind of a yeah. jerk to her he's being really a jerk kind to her. Of. yeah he's really being a jerk to her like that whole thing i think is very very indicative of that whole thing so yeah That's all I have to say. Those are all my little fun facts. That's all. I love this movie. 10 out of 10. Don't even need to ask. I give it a 10 out of 10. 100% every day. All the time. 10 out of 10. Yes. Great movie.
0: (laughs) Go ahead. I'm I'm gonna gonna raise it. (gasps) You're gonna give it a 10 out of 10
1: too? (laughs) That was the dumbest face I've ever made.
0: (laughs) And now I have it forever.
1: <laughs> I edit these. But yeah, that should be a TikTok clip. Just me going. <laughs> okay, so we both give it a 10 out of 10. Heck yes. Halloween movies for the win. Do you know how many Halloween movies we've given a 10 out of 10? We need to like keep track of which movies we've rated 10 out of 10.
0: I'm going to to make, like, a whole spreadsheet of, like, all the movies that we've rated in the past and see our ratings. Yes.
1: And then... Because
0: I think I rated Mother the lowest
1: from last week. I don't think so. I think I rated... I think you rated Spookly lower.
0: No. I re-looked at my Spookly score. It was, like, a 7.5, and my Mother score was, like, a 6. Yeah, Mother
1: was really bad. That movie was. I
0: was talking to my pastor about it. He's like, "Should I watch it?" I was like, "No, No. (laughs) don't."
1: (laughs) Yeah. Anybody who asks me, I'm usually like, "No." (laughs) So this next one, I've seen
0: way too many times.
1: I just watched it for the first time, actually.
0: So, the Halloween franchise is my dad's favorite movie franchise of all time this is his star wars or like harry potter level stuff
1: then maybe don't tell him to listen to this episode okay because i thought it was just okay i was like nah not my fave the, the better they get better as they go in the franchise we'll see Maybe we'll talk about sequels. Maybe we'll do a whole episode just about sequels next year.
0: I mean, the sequel. well, we can't.
1: No, we already talked about it. We'll we'll, we'll talk about it later.
0: There's Carrie 2.
1: Carrie 2 exists. I've seen the trailer. It looks awful. I think we need to watch it. (laughs) Just like Mother.
0: Yeah. I think it's awful. Let's Let's watch watch it. it. Um, But anyway, like, this movie, I remember a lot when I was coming home from high school, like, in the month of October, it was just on. It was either this or one of the other, like, 15 of the franchise.
1: There's literally, like, a 100 Halloween movies.
0: I know, and one just came out last week, and my dad saw the midnight showing of it. Yeah. Did he like it? Like, oh.
1: We did not like this one. T.
0: Yeah. Um, Hold on. Well, because this one, go. they finally, go Swear alert, but this is the one where they finally kill Michael. Jesus, at that point,
1: isn't he like in his 60s? Exactly. I'm like, come on. Okay, a guy, okay, he may be insane. He may be a psycho murderer. Can we go to the synopsis? However, he's in his 60s. He's not going to keep killing people. Anyway, go ahead. I, mm, some, of these don't, some of these choices just don't make sense to me. I think some of these choices are lame. Go ahead. Yeah, I agree.
0: Um, so the synopsis is 15 years after murdering his sister on Halloween night, 1963, Michael Myers escapes from a mental hospital to the small town of Haddonfield, Illinois, to kill a and the film was directed by John Carpenter, and it came out in 1978. And the cast includes, includes Donald Pleasance as Loomis, Jamie Lee Curtis as, in her breakout role, this was her first movie ever, mm-hmm. as Glory, PJ Soles as Linda, Nancy Kies as Annie, Charles Cyphers as Sheriff Lee, Kyle Richards as Lindsay, and Brian Andrews as Tommy Doyle. Now you may notice I didn't mention
1: Michael Myers in that. Yeah, he's like, because he's like barely even credited in this movie. Well,
0: he's credited as The Shape, oh, first of all. Lame. Not even Michael Myers. Because they never say his name until the second one. Oh, lame. Um, okay. They say Michael in the beginning, but... And
1: then we know his last name is Myers because that's his family's name.
0: Yeah, but they still call him The Shape in this one. Okay, Elaine. Okay. But that's because Michael Myers slash The Shape is played with six different actors in this film. Oh my gosh! <laughs> we see him as a young child, and young child Michael is played by Will Sandon. In the first-person camera sequence, when young Michael takes the knife from the kitchen... It is. We see Michael's hand come on screen, and that is actually co-writer and producer Deborah Hill.
1: Okay, I had a feeling that was not a man. I was like, "Those look like women's hands." I was like, "That is not a child <laughs> or a man. That is a woman, a hundred percent."
0: Yeah, it was Deborah Hill. I knew it. Um, and then most of the scenes where he is just stalking around the town, it is um adult Michael is played by Nick Castle. Then when he is briefly unmasked by Lori, um barefaced Michael was Tony Moran. In addition, um scenes where Michael was required to break through barriers were like I don't know. Yeah, break through barriers like walls, by Tommy. doors. windows. Yeah, like walls, doors, windows, whatever. Where Tommy Lee Wallace and then finally, for his climactic fall for the Bedroom Terrace, setman James Winburn gone the Michael Myers mask.
1: Lord! <laughs> that is so many people!
0: Considering that this was an indie film that was filmed, next fact, in 20 days in the spring of 1978
1: in Pasadena and Hollywood, California. Also, yes. Go Pasadena. I love Pasadena. Pasadena is a great city. Roseville. It was made on a $300,000 budget. That is amazing. That's impressive. Honestly, actually, hold on. I think I believe that. Yeah? I kind of believe it.
0: I think most of the budget was putting the leaves on the ground.
1: Right? Because they had to put fake leaves. I literally read <laughs> everywhere. Them. I literally read this whole thing while I was watching the movie. Thank you, Amazon trivia, where it was like, oh, they just reused the same like 300 painted leaves. And the leaves were like hand painted leaves. And they were reused. They were used in the in the scene where Annie. In every
0: scene. Yeah. And also they were having trouble finding pumpkins because it was in the middle of spring in California. And they were like, well.
1: I'm sure that one pumpkin was used, like, five times. Seriously. I was so sad when Tommy's pumpkin got smashed. I was like, "Oh!"
0: And then a little fun fact, and this gets into one of the two, sto- like, mini stories that I have, is that the original Halloween, um, so the 1978 one that we're talking about, is what inspired Sean Cunningham, who is the director of Friday the 13th, to make the original one in 1980. Hey! Which brings me to the text message conversation I had with my dad oh. while watching Friday the 13th. Oh gosh, today. here we go, okay. So I'm watching Friday the 13th right now. It's literally Halloween with camp counselors. <laughs> he texts me, Emma, Emma, Emma. <laughs> Friday the 13th is a cheap knockoff. Of the greatest motion picture and most influential <laughs> film of all time. Oh my god. It is not Halloween with Tam Counselors. Oh my god. Halloween is an all-time classic. Dad. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh. <laughs> um, um, I just had to have that conversation
1: in here. Gosh. <laughs> I just, oh wow. yeah that that
0: that so the next one is at um so the sequel to this one is at a hospital and they're taking lori there to like get checked up after you know everything everything that happens so like he is killing people in the hospital this time around yeah
1: how morbid
0: I'm honestly... I've only seen the first two. We should see the now canon ones, which will bring me into a fun fact later. Gosh, that's so many. No, the only canon ones are the two new ones that came out last year and this
1: year, or oh. two years ago when okay, this okay, deal. But, like, okay. I didn't think this movie was that good. No. Like, I've heard so many people rave about it, and yet... My dad being one of those. Yes, your dad being definitely one of those. Yes. I don't understand why Michael Myers is, like, such a the Halloween icon that he is. Like, I get it. His movie is Halloween. However... Eh, unimpressed.
0: I agree. I kind of agree. Yeah. I don't know. I think it was just okay. So, who is your favorite character?
1: Lori. Yeah. She's cool.
0: We always love our final girls. Yeah.
1: Although, I do really like PJ Souls as Linda because I just really have a thing for PJ Souls. I love her because she played Norma and Carrie. And, and I played play Norma and, Norma and, and Carrie. <laughs> so, I have a very, like, special bond with PJ Souls. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I just, I love her. She's great. But also, literally, I don't think I've ever seen... Jamie Lee Curtis look that young. <laughs> I know, like, like, it blows my mind. Like in my head, she just emerged as like a fully grown adult.
0: Yeah, like because I had seen all the trailers for the new one that just came out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you know, my mind was that Jamie Lee Curtis, Lee. yeah, not not like child. Yeah, she's like all right Because She was the. So, she was the only one that was actually a, like, a teenager when filming Halloween. I believe of it. Of the teenage girls. I believe
1: it. Of the three. I believe it. Yeah. Absolutely. I believe it. Yeah. She looks like a baby. She, she She me. literally is. Yes. No, yeah. It's like, what the heck? Like, you know, there are just some actors that you could never, like, imagine looking young. Like Johnny Depp. You see
0: that? That's how where I was gonna go. Oh, where were you gonna go? I was gonna
1: go. Oh, me. I name some movies. Mrs. Potts. In. Oh, Angela Lansbury. Yeah. Yes. Also, her. And Maggie Smith. Also, Maggie Smith.
0: Maggie Smith has always been a sixty-year-old woman.
1: Yeah, and like Julie Andrews, like. no 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 mary poppins julie andrews and princess diaries julie andrews are two totally different people yes they're not the same person (laughs) like mary poppins sound of music that is one julie andrews and then like princess diaries and like oh what else has she done recently that's the only thing i can think of off the top of my head but like that julie andrews totally different person
0: Yeah. Also young and old Carrie Fisher with Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Not so much. I mean,
1: okay. For me, yes. Okay. Um, shoot, but what yeah. was I going to say? I lost my train of thought. Oh!
0: Also, can we talk about how the one friend is a terrible babysitter? Right? <laughs>
1: she's just awful what i was gonna say letting letting the kid watch horror films i know i mean Lori was letting tommy watch the thing too true um yeah
0: but the friend was doing it so she could have sex yeah
1: with her boyfriend which is also not cool no can i backtrack for a hot second Yeah. Okay, Jamie Lee Curtis looked like a baby, but her voice is exactly the same. Yes. Her voice has not changed in like 40 years. I agree. It is identical to how she sounded in Freaky Friday and how she sounded in the trailers for the new movie that just came out. Oh
0: my gosh, I completely forgot that she's in Freaky Friday. She plays the mom!
1: I know! It's like the first introduction to Jamie Lee Curtis' Freaky Friday. At least for me. Not for me! Of course yours was Halloween. Your dad watched it all the time. But, like... Yes. To the point where
0: I, would, I asked him this story earlier today, because I remember him telling me that he scared one of his friends by wearing a Michael Myers mask outside of their apartment mm-hmm. one day. I found out more to that story. Oh. It was my... Like, mom's roommate and my mom did the disney college program shut up While they were like before they had started dating
1: do they even like know each other
0: yes because they worked at disney on the same attraction oh that's right that's right that's right yeah but he like just like i guess like their favorite movie together because he and her were like really good friends Uh uh-huh they both really liked Halloween, Aww. and he was like, "I'm going to scare my friend on Halloween." Night. That's and terrifying. he showed up in his Michael Myers mask that he still like has to this day from the eighties, out every Halloween. Like the
1: nineties, okay. Still, it's a miracle it's held up that long. Still, the nineties were thirty years more. ago.
0: He's probably gotten more. He's probably more at this <laughs> point. He-
1: Love you, Dad. <laughs> We're just sitting here roasting your dad, and you're like, Love you! And like roasting his favorite movie, and he's like, Yeah. He's gonna hate me after this. He's like, I don't want to meet her, ever.
0: <laughs> I roast it to his face, though. So, um, but yeah. <laughs>
1: We're gonna be at your wedding. He's gonna be like, he's gonna be like, so Gabby, I heard you don't like Halloween.
0: (laughs) Or when you come up in June. I know.
1: He's gonna be like, so. (laughs) (laughs) This is just making me giggle.
0: So So, speaking of, well, what a favorite moment, and then I'll go into the other fun fact that's, like, a really long and convoluted thing. Okay. That they,
1: yeah. So. So, what's your favorite moment? I don't really have, like, a moment. I just really like watching Lori babysit Tommy. I think she's a really good babysitter. Yeah. I think it's really sweet.
0: I really like the moment with Dr. Loomis where, and, um glory mm-hmm. at the very end and she's like is that the boogeyman yes as a matter of fact it was mm-hmm.
1: and he looks out the window just, and he's gone yes and he's gone yeah that's a little terrifying that was like a little bone chilling i was like oh yeah i was like i don't know about that one man just got shot yeah
0: like multiple, multiple times. times and he gone yeah
1: you know what he kind of reminds me of what? he kind of reminds me of that one character from oh gosh what was that book called oh gosh of mice and men um, yeah the one who kills the wife on accident curly oh yeah curly yeah he kind of reminds me of that
0: I, I'm about to do a very thing about of mice and men now that you brought up up mice and men. I just need to figure out who played, which one he played. No, Lenny. Lenny, that but one. But Curly is the wife, or Curly is the, the friend. husband. Yeah, but Curly is the husband of the wife
1: that, that got killed? killed. Okay. Yeah. I haven't read that but, book since I was in like seventh grade, okay? <laughs> it's been a long time.
0: So, there's a movie on it that came out. Yeah. I mean,
1: a long time 1992.
0: ago. 1992? Yeah. Oh, that's not that long ago, actually. Um, And John Malkovich played Lenny. Uh-huh. My government teacher in high school was Coach Malkovich. Was it John his Malkovich? Uncle, his uncle was John Malkovich. That's cool. Yeah. So, like, Of my and Men was, like, really big in my school because, you know, John Malkovich is our. Is the uncle to my government teacher?
1: But mm-hmm. have you seen that movie, Being John Malkovich? I
0: have
1: not, but it's about him. Yes, and Jake Gyllenhaal is in it, <laughs> and it is like the biggest like mind f of a movie. It is so weird. Yeah, is that what that movie's called? Yeah, it's That's- called Being yeah. John Malkovich. Yeah, it's- yeah. It's such a weird movie. Zach and I watched it one time, and I was like, "What the f is this movie?" It literally—I haven't seen it. It is so bizarre. Like, okay, so basically, what happens? Oh, is it John Cusack? No, it is John Cusack. No, not to no, 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 John Cusack is the oh. main character, not Jake Hall. I thought it was Jake Hall. Okay, well, no, okay, nice. it's John Cusack. To, okay, <laughs> go ahead. I'm dead now, go ahead.
0: Okay. So, speaking of Lori and Michael, mm-hmm. there's, there's a long history in the Halloween canon on whether these two are brother and sister.
1: No! Yes. No, no. And I am reading
0: this from Andrew Rosberry, who is PhD film and media from Regent University School of Communication. No, I don't like this already. <laughs> in the first How ha- in the first film, Michael has no relation to Laurie. The brother sister yeah. relationship is introduced in Halloween too.
1: Lame. Anything uh, introduced in a I'm, sequel should not be considered canon.
0: I'm going to be reading this whole thing. In the first it. Halloween 1978 film, Laurie Strode's father is a realtor and is trying to sell the house that Michael and his family used to live in. He yes, Lori to drop off the keys to the house on her way to school, and Michael, who has broken into the house is hiding there, sees Lori walk up to the door, drop off the keys, and walk off. From Michael's perspective, Lori did not appear to be a friend of the scary abandoned house, and Michael hears her tell this to Tommy, who is scared of the house and says so, so taunted. For whatever reason, this seems to fascinate Michael, and Lori becomes the subject of his pursuit. And as to why Michael is following a person whom he does not know and has no relation to, as per the first film, is part of the film's mi- mystery. But I would argue that it's Lori's fearlessness that Michael sees and becomes obsessed with. Laurie tells Tommy that the boogeyman is not real, and even when the boogeyman becomes
1: real in the form of Michael, Lori still remains fearless and fights against him. Can I interject for a second? Yes. Okay, Lori not being afraid of... The Myers House is very similar to in To Kill a Mockingbird when Scout is not yes. afraid of the Radley House. That's what it made me think of. That's what it was. Go ahead.
0: That's all I want to say from this article because oh. it doesn't really go into it. Okay. I'm going to go now into the information that my dad provided. Of course, because your dad is like your resident Thank expert. you, John Register. Thanks, John. <laughs> Here's Johnny. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> in the sequel, 1981, it is revealed to Dr. Loomis that Michael and Judith Myers are actually Lori's biological siblings. And she was put up for adoption after the death of their parents, which was like in a car crash unrelated to Michael. Okay. We don't care. Um, with the records <laughs> sealed to protect... Lori's new family.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: In Halloween 2018, however, this is retcon because Lori was supposed to die in Halloween Resurrection, mm-hmm. but Curtis reprised her role. So then they basically ignored every single previous sequel that had come out from 1979 on in 2018.
1: They're like, nah
0: doesn't exist yeah retcon it is now a direct sequel to the original 78 film which is why i'm saying that we should just do the canon ones and do 2018 and 2020
1: okay deal
0: yeah also their homecoming was really late right november 1st so late so then again my sister's homecoming is literally that same week or like is like the weekend after this year oh my gosh
1: yeah. When is homecoming that late? Homecoming should be in, exactly. like, September.
0: Yeah, exactly. I was like, why is it in November? I don't know. Because I was like, oh, are they having a Halloween dance? So that that was make sense. No. But then it's revealed that it's homecoming?
1: Mm, I don't know about that. Can I talk about something yeah. that really bugged me? What? Loomis, when he's parked... At the hospital. And he's talking to the doctor about them letting Michael out or like him escaping or whatever. He's parked in a handicapped spot. Yeah, I noticed that. I got so upset. I was like, why is he parked in a handicapped spot? He doesn't have a handicapped plate. He doesn't have a handicapped placard. He doesn't need to be in the handicapped spot. Why is he there? I was really upset.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Dr. Loomis is one of those characters that is like, he just keeps information from everyone. He's kind of a jerk, too. Yeah. Can we just talk about how the nurse is not terrified when like he keeps on referring to Michael as it
1: It, Yeah. It's It's a tactic. Clarice mentions it in Silence of the Lambs. It's a tactic so that way he doesn't have to make it like a person. It it's separate. It's not you don't have to acknowledge that it's a it's a person with feelings. Anyway, back to this movie. We'll
0: talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, speaking of that. My least favorite is moment is Loomis being like, hey, yo, don't talk about, don't tell the town this, even though there's a mass murderer right? on the loose, like a serial killer
1: on the loose. Yeah. He's like, we don't want people freaking out. And then they're going to see him on every corner and then it's not going to be real. And I'm like, maybe he is on every corner. Yeah. But like, he did look really pleased when he scared the kids away from the house. He did. He looked like he's so happy. He was just like <laughs> I was like <laughs> I kind I couldn't stop laughing. I I like had to pause it. I was like give me a second. It was I thought it was like adorable but also awful at the same time.
0: Yeah. Um, Since he's the boogeyman can he be like not real? I think like, he really or not,
1: not real but like Paranormal? Yeah, like, paranormal. I think that'd be kind of interesting.
0: I think that would be more interesting than, like, the sibling thing. Yeah. Way more interesting. Like, he is the real embodiment of the book. Again, not yeah. just Dr. Loomis' saying. So.
1: Yeah. I think that'd be kind of cool. Plus, then, like... There we go. We just fixed the plot of my dad's favorite Totally movie. fixed. Because then, like, think about it. Like, anytime, like... Tommy looks out the window, and then Laurie looks out the window, and he's gone. It's because Laurie doesn't believe in him, and Tommy does. Right? It could be like a Santa Claus thing. Or even the friends. Yeah.
0: When she's walking and she sees him for the first time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Exactly. I think a lot of it could be explained if it's just that. Yeah. I think it'd be a lot better. Take that. John. We fixed your movie. John Carpenter and John And John register. Register. That was awesome. The nurse
0: got to survive. Yeah. Like, lucky her.
1: Good for her. She's probably scarred. Because that, like, toe guy
0: did not. The toe
1: guy did not get to live. No. No. Okay. So, my least favorite moment. I very much did not like the beginning. I have. An irrational fear of clowns, like extremely irrational. Like Zach and I were I watching. We forgot. Like Zach and I were watching Halloween Cutthroat Kitchen, and Alton Brown was dressed as a clown for the whole episode. I couldn't watch it. That's how scared of clowns I am. I, oh, yeah, mm, mm, that clown mask gate, like, mm, 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 did not like it. Like made my skin crawl. I do not like it at all. <laughs> like I will never watch it. Like we used to have this shirt at work where oh, like Pennywise. It, we should watch
0: it. Next no. Time.
1: Are you trying to scar me? No. <laughs> at work we used to have. You this said shirt. it in
0: your notes somewhere here. Yeah, it's literally f there that clown
1: mask. <laughs> yeah.
0: No. No. Oh. No, not that. Oh, that one. Maybe watching all these horror f- movies
1: will get over your fear of horror films. Okay, I'm pretty much over my fear of horror films. I just don't do clowns. I hate clowns. They are terrifying.
0: Also, the first stabbing was done by, like, them stabbing a watermelon.
1: That you was That tell. was the noise. You can tell. Yes. It's pretty bad. That's why I was like, oh, this isn't as scary as I remember it. I know, you were like just be warned it's a little scary and I watched it and I was like this is scary I was laughing (laughs) I was like this is I I said that and then I watched it I was like oh never mind I was like this is hilarious I was waiting for it to be like totally gruesome and awful and I was just like no Friday the 13th is worse okay honestly honestly honestly, Nightmare on Elm Street is worse okay
0: but, like, so I noticed that you had a comment about a um, knife. Yes. And Bob. Yes. Okay. They you do that with a bow and arrow, like, an arrow from a bow and arrow in Friday the 13th? The sword is
1: more realistic than that. No. Like, okay. There is one knife in the middle of his body. He would not be hung up like that completely straight up. He would be slumped over. Rigor mortis hasn't even set in yet. Rigor mortis doesn't set in for, like, at least 24 hours. I know it's probably more than that, but I'm pretty sure it's, like, at least 24 hours. Like...
0: But I'm saying that he was hauled out by a arrow, from a bow and arrow, this guy,
1: in Friday the 13th. Both have very large flaws in their logic. Yeah. No, like, seriously, okay... Okay, really quick. That was my least favorite part. I hated when he killed all of them. Also, especially when he killed Annie and she was in the bed and he put his sister's tombstone, like, at her head. That was awful. Yeah. That was actually horrifying. But anyway, like, my problem is that that knife, that little knife, Barely jammed in there. Like, it was barely long enough to actually hit the wall behind him. And, like, let's be honest. That wall, it was the 70s. It was probably, like, drywall or something. So it wasn't going to be, like, holding him up. Like, the wall probably would have crumbled just from being stabbed with the knife. Like, (sighs) I have so so many issues with that. I don't like it at all. I was like, I am ripping this to shreds. I was like, all of the logic is getting yanked out of this one. Yep. Yep. I was like, who greenlit that one?
0: John Carpenter making his low-budget film.
1: I mean, it's fine, but, like, it's not fine.
0: But there's stabbing sounds of a watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> I can't mean, keep a straight face about it. It's just like, oh,
1: gosh.
0: That was like half the fun facts were about like the stabbing sound. Was that it was
1: just water? You can kind of tell. Yeah. Like it sounds like they're just like cutting an apple. Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and she's gone. I think this is a great place to take a break for a minute. We're going to take a break. Recompose ourselves. Um, we're gonna rate this really quick before we go on that break. What do you rate it? What
0: like, where is it? I'm gonna lower it. Sorry, Dad.
1: She <laughs> <laughs> said sorry. Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Yes. Okay, John. Don't hate me. I'm gonna give it a seven <laughs> out of ten. Six and a half seven i'll give it a seven i don't want your dad to completely hate my guts so i'm gonna give it a seven there you go john seven for you wait, wait
0: i want run- oh, to the- <laughs> <laughs> look up the Rotten. oh i just
1: i want to look up the rotten tomato score for this movie that's a good idea we should be comparing these to the rotten tomato scores well now we are too late the last- <laughs> now we
0: are for for the last, for the last two-, two what I want you to guess what the um to, um what the critic
1: score and what the audience score is. I think the critic score is like a eighty percent.
0: Okay.
1: And the audience score is like a ninety.
0: You want to hear the actual? Ones? Go for it. A ninety six percent for the critic score. Okay. And an eighty nine percent for the audience. Oh, score. I had it flipped. Yeah. But
1: they're both And then I'll look up the shining real quick. They're both pretty close. I'll look up the
0: shining. Okay. Just
1: so we can start doing it. We can compare. 90. What do you think it is for the shining? I think this? audience score. I think critic score like ninety seven. Okay. Audience score eighty-five. Well, Again? Kind of.
0: Eighty-four for the critics score and ninety-three for the audience. Okay.
1: But I give it a hundred percent, so take that, Rotten Tomatoes. And then I'm just gonna get the
0: next one
1: up. Yeah. So we're gonna gonna take that break. We're gonna compose ourselves. I'm gonna take a pee break. We'll be back. Anyway. So so we're back from that yeah, little what break did you do, what did you do during that little break um i went pee that's it oh my mom was watching great british bake off without me and i got kind of salty mm. no i know she said that's the only thing that's on and i said find something else and she said no and i said oh so <laughs> i know i'm pretty salty what about you let me guess you scrolled on instagram no. Pinterest yeah TikTok
0: no okay
1: what are you watching it's,
0: it's nothing so I've been playing Hogwarts mystery oh my now. god
1: <laughs> not this again y'all I was on the phone with Emma the other day and she literally was talking about this for like 20 minutes <laughs> No, I'm serious.
0: Wait, what? You cut
1: out? No, we were you were on the phone with me the other day, and you were talking about Hogwarts Mystery for like 20 minutes. Okay, it wasn't that. Long. It was like 20 minutes. It was definitely. Not. It definitely was. It's a stupid game. I don't know
0: why I play it.
1: Maybe, maybe
0: we should get back to reviewing some some movies.
1: Okay. you want to do the synopsis of this last film? So that way you can keep playing your Hogwarts mystery? No. <laughs> she put it down and said no. Sure, I'll do the synopsis. Um.
0: This is why we shouldn't start at midnight. Serious.
1: Okay, let's go. It is 1.30. Oh my god. We're almost done. We're almost done. We're almost done. So. I'm so glad we aren't covering two. Right? We We'd be here forever. So. <laughs> the last movie that we're going to talk about tonight <laughs> is The Silence of the Lambs. The synopsis is a young FBI cadet must receive the help of an incarcerated and manipulative cannibal To help catch another serial killer, a madman who skins his victims. (laughs) Ba-ba-ba! So, it was (laughs) directed... Okay, so... (laughs) It was directed by Jonathan Demme. It came out in 1991. So this is actually the earliest. This is like the most recent of like all of what I consider to be like the classic horror films. I think the oldest is Carrie. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Like the 80s slashers. Carrie is the oldest and then Silence of the Lambs is the newest. Yeah. Um. Then the cast includes Jodie Foster as Clarice Starling, Anthony Hopkins as Hannibal Lecter, Scott Glenn as Jack Crawford, Ted Levine as James Buffalo Bill Gum, uh, Anthony Held as Frederick Dr. Frederick Chilton, Brooke Smith as Catherine Martin, and Diane Baker as U.S. Senator Ruth Martin. And fun fact about Brooke Smith, she was in Grey's Anatomy. She played Dr. Erica Hahn of course she was. in Grey's Anatomy. And I dressed up as Meredith Grey for work today, and I looked so stinking cute. Even though nobody knew who I was, it made me really happy. So, that's... <laughs> I dressed up in Hufflepuff robes today. Yeah, it was really cute, y'all. If you didn't check out Emma's Instagram, go check it out. It's on there. It's really cute.
0: Also, I posted a TikTok video, like, walking.
1: Oh, yeah. That was cute, too.
0: Um so some fun facts about this film. are uh, with twenty four minute um uh, with twenty four minutes and fifty two seconds of screen time, Sir Anthony Hopkins' performance in this movie is the second shortest to ever win an Academy Award for Best Actor in a movie role, with B- David Niven in separate tables nineteen fifty eight, beating him at twenty three
1: minutes and thirty nine seconds. Which I think is like Nuts. Yeah. Yeah. And then
0: in preparation for his role, Sir Anthony Hopkins studied um, files of serial killers. Also, he visited prisons and studied convicted murderers and was present during some court hearings concerning gruesome murderers and serial killers. Honestly, I would do that. I used to be a criminology major. I did that. Yeah. I'd be down. Which also, so when she says that she's a criminology um, double major with psychology, Mm -hmm. that's very common with criminology. I believe it. Like, but, like, most everyone, like, Sean was, like, one of the exceptions that I knew Mm -hmm. of criminology majors that didn't. Like, if you were going into law, you didn't, Mm -hmm. which is what Sean's doing. But, like, everyone else did double major psych.
1: And criminology friend. yeah i mean i'm or just a psych major law, prim, track. yeah but that's because i'm gonna be an mft not because i'm going into criminal law or therapy or criminal yeah. psychology although i could i'd totally be down to do that i think it'd be really interesting anyway yeah
0: the theories are pretty interesting from what i remember yeah yeah Cool. I can't name off any of them off the top That's of my head. That's okay. Or what I want to.
1: That's okay. This late hour. So who's your favorite character? Clarice. Come of on. Of course. She's such Same. a badass. Yes.
0: Literally, okay. So this is my first time watching it, like, less than 24
1: hours ago. I literally just finished it, like, 15 For minutes before time? we started.
0: For your first time?
1: Oh, no. I've seen it before.
0: Oh, I hadn't. Fun fact, and I actually noticed, this is actually bringing up one of your notes, Mm -hmm. is I always thought it was a horror film. Yeah, right? And so over the summer when I was an RA in a different building, Mm -hmm. one of the RAs, this is like one of her favorite movies, so she was trying to get us all like in a room to watch it for movie night. And I was like, no,
1: I'm not really into horror films and didn't go. Yeah, it's literally not even that scary. Yeah. No, I think of it more it. as like a 2-hour episode of like gory nasty law and order. Yeah. I think the only reason it's rated R is because of the like nudity and the language. Yeah. I think that is too. And like the violence, it's pretty violent. But like, you know what? It is. It's not that scary. Yes, Hannibal Lecter really eats is. some guy's face off.
0: For like yeah, that was really 2 cool. minutes. That's my least favorite moment. Yeah, getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, that was my least. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's what I wrote, but that's my least favorite. I kind of like it though.
1: (laughs) I'll get into why I kind of like it though.
0: Not that that is not what I put, but I also agree with what you said, which is what I said. Same. We'll get
1: there. We'll get there. So, okay, the reason I like when Hannibal escapes his lockdown. This is getting into my favorite moment, by the way. Is because yeah. I love that he escapes and the way he escapes. He's just so freaking smart. Yes. Because he's he is a doctor of psychology. Like, he's so smart. And he toys with everybody's minds. Every single one of those cops thought they knew what was going on. They thought they had it down packed. They thought they read him like a book. And he just turned the tables on them and went, ha, 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 no. He said, "You're wrong, and you're stupid, and I'm gone already." Like, ah, <coughs> that hurt. Anyway, I just think he's—I I think he's a very smart guy. So my favorite moment
0: <laughs> to try to get us to stand topic is when Clarice graduates from the FBI Academy and then gets that phone call. being like. I have no intention of pursuing you. Please don't do that to me. Yes. He's
1: like, psych. Yes. And then, and then, like, he just, like, walks away. And he blends into the crowd. And it's like, ooh, you never know when he's going to pop back up again. Yeah. Did they ever make sequels to this? There was a book that was a prequel, I believe. That's not a sequel. That's a prequel. Or a sequel. I can't remember. I know there's a book about it. There's a book called Hannibal, and it's okay. either the prequel or the sequel to Silence of the Lambs. I can't remember. Oh wait,
0: I need to keep rotten tomatoes. Oh yeah, Hannibal. Oh, there's
1: a Hannibal movie. Oh, there you go. And a TV show. And there's a new TV show coming out, or if it hasn't already come out, um, called Clarice. And it's about Clarice. So the TV show.
0: Let's see. Which one, Hannibal or Clarice? Hannibal to see if there's anyone we would know in the cast. Mads as Hannibal Lecter. Who?
1: I don't know, but that name sounds familiar. Okay. So the TV show Clarice. I don't know if it's coming out this year or if it's already come out. But um, it's basically about um, the personal story of Clarice after the events of Silence of the Lambs. It takes about it takes place about a year yeah. after the events of Silence of the Lambs, and I would totally watch that. Like you're telling me that there is like way more content with Clarice in it. I'm down. Fun fact: I have an aunt named Clarice. Interesting. Yeah. That's the same. yeah. That's
0: just a little thing. Um. So he is Galen Urso in Rogue One is what we would know, Mads Snackelson. Oh, He's her father. Oh yeah. But in um the new Fantastic Beast movies,
1: mm-hmm.
0: he is taking over a Del- Del- Grindelwald. Don't like it.
1: It should be Johnny Depp. It should be. That's a whole other topic. We'll talk about it next week. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. There is this one scene that I really do not like, and it is when Clarice is leaving the asylum for the first time, and Miggs is in his cell. He like lures Clarice in, and Miggs lures Clarice in, and he's like, "Oh, I bit my wrist because of you," and blah blah blah. And he, like, throws his bodily fluids on her. And it is absolutely disgusting. I think that is, like, the one part that I'm like, oh, my gosh. Appalled. That,
0: that is one of my least here moments. The other one is when
1: he eats the guy's face. I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> Emma's looking at me like I'm nuts. I don't think it's that bad. I also really don't like when they're examining the girl's body when she was, like, in the river and, like, she's all swollen and, like, gross, decomposed. Yeah. That's also very gross. That is. Um, but, okay, going back to the Migs thing, I feel like he totally got what he what was coming for him because Lecter literally didn't even lay a hand on him. Just by talking to him, he made Miggs bite his own tongue off and then choke on it. Yeah. Like, what kind of psychological torment is that? Yeah. Like, could you imagine being tormented by somebody so much that you bite your own tongue off and choke on it? Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway... got what was coming to him Mm
0: -hmm.
1: okay so back to the scene that you hate when he's eating the cop's face do you know what i think is absolutely chilling about that scene that he's eating the guy's face no no after that that after that he just like sits down at the desk and he's sitting there listening to his music as if like Nothing ever happened and this is like a totally normal occurrence. That's what makes it so chilling. That's what makes it, that's what sends the little shiver of like, ooh, down your spine. Is because he's so normal. And then like on a dime, he's animal. Yeah. You know? And I think that's what makes him such a good anti-hero. I don't think he's a villain. I think he's an anti-hero. Buffalo Bill is the villain of this story. Interesting. I don't think he's the villain. He's an anti-hero. He helps Clarice. In a convoluted, kind of non-helpful, helpful helpful kind of way. He wants her to figure it out for herself. He doesn't want to give her the answer. He's making her a better cop. True. So, I think, or FBI agent. But I think... I don't think Hannibal is the villain here. Buffalo Bill is definitely the villain here. I mean, he is the one that captured Catherine. Yeah. And he's the one who held her in the pit. Right? True. It puts the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. Speaking of the pit. Speaking of the pit. I was really sad when Catherine, like made precious like fall into the pit like my heart actually started hurting so bad i was like yeah i was like okay i get it you gotta do what you gotta do however (laughs) don't hurt the puppy the puppy did nothing you know yeah (sighs) yeah it made me really sad fun fact precious's real name is darla Interesting. Yeah. Thanks, Amazon. Thanks, Amazon. Thanks,
0: Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Jeffrey. Jeffrey Bezos.
1: Jeffrey Bezos. Yep. Okay. How long have we been
0: recording?
1: Way too oh, long. My God. An hour and 30 minutes. We're almost done. Okay. Yeah. So, you know the scene when all the cops think that Hannibal Lecter is on the roof of the elevator? yes okay so i don't know if you noticed but all of the cops like the one guy is like go and all of the cops rush into the elevator so fast and there's just this one guy holding this tiny dinky little ladder and he just goes Dink! and he like climbs up and i think <laughs> I, I did not, not notice that oh my gosh i could not hold it together i was laughing so hard is that kind of like the stormtrooper knocking his head? Kind of, but not really. It's a totally Probably. different thing. It's like this really intense moment, and he just has, he's like so intense, but he has this tiny little but you know ladder. what I'm talking about, right? Kind of. That's why I'm saying it's kind of similar. But it's not exactly the same. Because it's like, he's like a very serious, like this is a very serious situation, and this is a very tiny ladder. <laughs> it's like, have you ever seen somebody take, like, a small task and take it, like, way too seriously? Yes. That's what it is. Like, Me. his... Ta- yeah. Every day. No, 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 no. But, like, in a comical way. Like, his task was to make sure that that ladder was there. And he just... <laughs> I can't even explain it. You guys just have to look it up. It's just... You're not... You're you're saying that my
0: stupid tasks aren't comedic? Well,
1: like, sometimes, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, however, I'm not there to watch you do them. It's like the physicality, it's the way he does it. It's like the pressure of the situation combined with like the intensity of which this tiny ladder is opened. Like
0: <laughs> I rubbed my eye in my contact for a second. I was like, I can't see. <laughs> I'm good. You're like, I'm blind. <laughs> Let's it see. Visual viewers. What? Okay. You good? I said visual viewers. I meant visual listeners. But I said visual viewer. Okay. Visual listeners of the podcast on YouTube will see my face, but I thought I lost my contact <sighs> out of my eye. Because Gabby's laughing in the corner, and then him just like <laughs>
1: the panic. Yeah, it was a moment. We had a few moments tonight, haven't we? That's of moment, moments, I think. So what would you rate this movie? I was just going to say, I think uh, we both need to go to bed, so let's keep going. Yes. I give this movie 10 out of 10. I know I wrote 9.75. I'm going to take your score. Okay. You're 9.75. I love this movie. So
0: what,
1: do you, so what do you think the critic in the
0: audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes? I feel was? like it's
1: bad, honestly. Okay. Maybe not. I don't know. That face mate told me no. Um, let's see. I think the critic rating: 87. Okay. Audience: 90. Critic is a 96.
0: And audience is a
1: 95. Dang. Okay. That's a pretty good rating. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Okay, that's fair.
0: Ow. That's why I laughed. Was like, oh, I, I realized how similar they the two of them were. Yeah, that's a
1: I, that's a fair score. It's a very good movie.
0: There's a one percent difference between the two. Yeah. No,
1: for a good reason. It's a good movie. Yeah. So yeah, I just really love this movie, and I'm so glad we got to talk about it, and I'm really glad I got to watch it again because the first time I watched it, not gonna lie, I was pretty gone. So. Shall we see them in the outro? Um, hold on, let me make sure there's nothing else I want to talk about. Oh, okay. One more thing. 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 The other inmates yeah. at the psych hospital, I think they're like ten times scarier than Hannibal. Yeah. Like, okay. Hannibal is supposed to be like this big this big scary guy and they make him out to seem like he's this big scary guy but like he's really not no like people always are like oh it's Hannibal Lecter and it's like woo and it's like honestly I would be down to like sit and have a conversation obviously behind glass with Hannibal Lecter like yeah I would talk to him Just so I can hear, I'd be like, say it. So he'd go, Clarice. (laughs) I love the way he says her name. Let's see them in the outro. Yeah, we'll see you guys (laughs) in the outro. That
0: was really weird. Thanks for listening to this week's episode, Fan Fatales. Gabby, would you like to tell our lovely audience what we will be chatting about next week? Yes,
1: next week, sadly, is the end of... Halloween spooktacular. Well, I guess it means it was this week. This is the last Halloween spooktacular episode. Big sad. So we're going to be going back to a little bit of normalcy. Going back to Hogwarts. We're going to go back. Going back to Hogwarts. Hogwarts. Going back to school. Yep. Going back to school. Hogwarts. Hogwarts. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> We're going to go back to Hogwarts. We're going to talk about some Harry Potter stuff, as we have mentioned a little bit earlier. We're going to talk a little bit about some uh, fantastic, beasts fantastic beasts and a few other fun things. So yes. stick around for that. And
0: remember to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. We are on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts.
1: And subscribe to us on YouTube. Please leave us a review and comment down below to tell us what you thought of the show. And remember to follow us on Instagram at Pod for the latest updates and to possibly be featured in a future episode. Now, Emma, where can the people find you on social media? So, my Instagram and TikTok are
0: both at Snippy Emma, which is S N I P P Y E M M A.
1: What about you, Gabs? I'm at Gabby Gent on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. That's G A B Y J E N T. Our
0: music is by our amazing friend Maddie Macon.
1: And our editing is by the amazing and wonderful Carolyns Meyer. As always, thanks for tuning in. Bye! Bye! The opinions expressed in this episode are expressly our own and do not reflect the brand or company they're about.